Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your hosts, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Lance, it is good to see you. 2019, sir. It's good to hear you. People haven't heard. This is going on three weeks. Almost a Three month. weeks. It's, all, it's just been Al, Devin Tilly, a bunch of other excellent guests. Do you know what I've been hearing on Twitter? No. We want Lance. We want Lance. Wow. Just make inside the firm. Yeah, make inside the firm great again. A person. Memes. No one said that. All kinds of stuff. (laughs) So before we get into it, I got to tell two people about our partners. Uh, The first one is Enscape3D.com. If you are designing anything in Revit, SketchUp, I think it works with a couple other programs and you need to visualize it. With realistic materials, you can try it, download it for for free. 30-day trial. And escape3d.com. I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's a next level up. We've used it. We're going to use it again, actually, on our development to help sell the project. Yeah. So we can't recommend it enough. Yep. Check it out yourselves. It's free. Try it out for a while. Next one that's free is Bimsmith, right? Ooh. They have content, but they have also something even... I think even cooler is that they have a assembly builder. So go check that out. It's absolutely amazing. We're using it on our uh, cool project, our cool, awesome project. Um, go check them out. I again, can't recommend that. Bimsmith.com. Yep. So, uh, how's it? man, I just haven't talked to you in so long. Literally, People. I haven't seen Al. Everybody should know this. Uh, I, I basically take... This was a weird like holiday season because the fir- the New Year's fell on a Tuesday, yeah, something like that. So then my kids also didn't have school all this week. So usually I take off the last two weeks basically entirely. Um, and this this time because of construction, I sort of took it off. Like one night I didn't even tell you about this. I dr- I, I uh, the electrician was out there working. Yep. And we had to recom- we, we had to do this recompaction of some of the some of the earth, right? So we have to over excavate. We have poor soils in Colorado. He was out there. The foundation guys left. I get a text from the foundation guys that go, "Hey, the site's not covered up because it needs to be covered up because we're in freezing weather, right?" Yeah. yeah. Guess who I had to drag out to help me cover it up? It's six one of your th- kids. One of my kids. Oh, nah. was he fighting me? He's he fighting what me. What time? So, six at six night? six thirty at night. It was it was one of the nights where it was like insanely windy in Colorado. Yeah. Cold. Was it the oldest? It was my. It was the second oldest. So my oldest yeah. bio. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you're coming. He, he son. hated it. He hated it. But the good thing was, is I got like the hate out of him. Yeah. As far as like having to do something like that, and I go, dude, if you want all this, you know what, these dad to do these things for you, then you gotta, you gotta just buck up. You gotta yeah. just buck up, buddy. We're just when oh. if dad has you come do stuff like this, you just you just say yes and you do it. Yep. Because like what he wanted right after that was he wanted like. Uh, his headphones broke or something for his Xbox. And I was like, see, if you want dad, if you want dad to go take you and do these things, then yep. whenever I say, if you want dad to jump, you got to jump. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I know for a fact because <laughs> I know a dad, you, who's buying some shotgun shells for you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I haven't seen you for a couple of weeks because I've been basically out of the office. 
I stopped by a few times, mostly working from home from the couch and then observing uh, all the stuff that's going on at the job site. Yeah. Which is a lot. Well, good. Glad to have you back. Glad to have me back also, Al. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it's awesome. F9 is rocking. We're rolling. We are fully staffed at eight people now, including Alex and I. Uh, We've got this bang up awesome team ready to rock in, in the new year in 2019. I'm excited. The jobs numbers came out. The economy is still looking good. It's still looking nice and strong. So yep. hopefully we have another great year and make it happen. Yeah. Hey, I got a cool thought for you that I think um, dovetails into a lot of questions that people have about how to start a business and, and what kind of philosophy you should take, right? So there's this book. I, I, I have Audible. Listened to half of it. Kind of got the point and then returned the other half. But the... the returned it you get yeah. a refund oh yeah what yeah you can get a refund yeah if you I only listen another one if you listen to half you can do whatever um so it's, I, i've returned a couple books and and here's what makes me feel bad because i listened to let's say i, I got one do it i got one right now i'm just i thought this was gonna be a good book it's like it's it's something about negotiation yep. like uh never never meet halfway it's oh neg- that's on my list i shouldn't it's terrible okay. uh, you, you know what you'll love it <laughs> i'm serious you know why you'll love it what? it's uh, it's this guy who is an expert an fbi he was a he's a retired fbi guy you'll love that crap yeah. you're, is he author- jocko you're an authoritarian you love that crap is he is he jocko <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's not even read by him so i don't know i'm teasing but it's so not, it's not good. To, I've, I've tried to i've tried twice now i know to start it and i'm like can't do it anymore i just returned one today wow i didn't know you could do this how do Manage. you do this you go to purchase history. Do you, do you go manage? You go in the Audible and do it. Yep. Yeah, but on, not on, on the app. on the computer. On the computer. Yeah, yeah. Manage purchase history, and then there's a little button. If you do it within like the first month, and this is why I feel bad because I don't want to do it lightly. So like, I'll listen to you a want book. To do it lightly. I don't want to return lightly. You know, I don't want to return often, right? Because then I feel like I'm taking advantage of the system. Okay. So I'll listen to it, and I'm like two chapters in, I don't like it, but. I bought it, so maybe I'll listen to the next two, and then maybe it'll be good. I'm like, no, this is terrible. Return. Get out of here. Oh, man, I have like eight days to do it. So where do I go? Uh, are you in purchase history? Okay. Okay, that's where I go. Got it. Yep. I'm going to do this later. This is going to be great. Good. Get in. There you go. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Cool. You know what? I think they let you keep the book, which I actually wish that they didn't because I'm, I'm not going to listen to it because I don't, didn't like it. Yeah. yeah How did you find out about this? I bet your wife told you all about this. Nah, so you can return that, stuff. I'll figure it out. That's amazing. Googled it. That's amazing. So, right. Innovator's Dilemma. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I do actually recommend half the book. The only, <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to all of it, but I'm being very selective on my, on my books. And the content is... <sighs> I am too. It takes me longer to find a good book than it does at a television show. Or yes. equal. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, I just got... I was listening to a good book on my way back here. The, have you heard of the innovator's dilemma? Yes. Do you know? Okay. Do you know the concept? I've heard of it, but I don't know the concept, sir. Okay. So basically, it's the advice that you get as a business. Let's say you're a business, you're established. The advice that you should pursue to be profitable, to be, you know, like do a good job for your shareholders, for your company, for everyone involved is you need to focus on the, uh, the most profitable product that you have. Thing that you do. Yep. Kind of get rid of the rest and like make that your big snowball and push it down the hill, right? And we hear that a lot from a lot of architects. Like, I'm going to specialize in custom residential homes or I'm going to specialize in this. And I'm Earl, only Par- do- Earl Parson. Yep. 
send us to send us a postcard. Shout yeah. out Earl specializes yeah. in custom Quonset houses. Yep, and it is a good strategy because it does give you more reward. It makes you more specialized. But here's the problem: it sows sows the seeds of your downfall. Yep, in an economic disturbance or downfall. And here's how it does it. Let's say this is the book is more about bigger companies, but you can relate it to architecture. Absolutely. <clears throat> Essentially, it is I'm making disk drives, and they're 14 inch disk drives for big computers, right? And they're for NASA and the government, right? And they go, well, there's this new technology where we can make them, you know, smaller, but they cost more. It's not right there. Uh, hey, all of our customers that we make millions of dollars off of, do you want this thing? And they go, no. We don't want that. That it's slower. It doesn't work. Yeah, it's smaller, but no. Give us just improve your 14-inch disk drive. Improve your residential quonset architecture. Improve. That's all I want. Well, there's someone else on the sideline that's making those smaller disks, and they're making the technology. So all of a sudden, they're just as good. They can hold just as much, and now they're faster. Guess what happened to your whole market? What? It totally disappeared because now they're buying from that guy because it's smaller, it's faster. And then concentrate on the one thing, yeah. Yep. So that's where it it, it coalesced with this other – there's different types of entrepreneurs and different types of business. You can be like passion-based. And there was one phrase that I saw that's more like us. Oh, some people are opportunistic-based, meaning you see an opportunity, you take it. And this is what I'm relating it to is that – I think that it's very easy and understandable for someone to advise, hey, do only one thing and do it really well. I would still advise that. I'd still think that that's an okay way to go. But the reason why F9 exists is because we took the opposite approach and we said we need to have our fingers in different opportunities so that we aren't, we can't be disrupted as easily as, you know, something else. This market goes down. That's all I've been doing. Holy cow. Now, if you were so good at that market that you made a lot of money and you know you have a leeway, good. But you know, as soon as you make money, you spend money. So it's hard True. to keep it. Yeah. So Al, we're 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 three weeks into construction. Things are happening. What did you think when you went to the site and showed Ma and Pa? I thought, and I still think there's a lot of soil there, and we might not need to bring as much in. There's a big pile of soil. It is a lot of dirt. Wouldn't it be great to save several thousand dollars? Because that's what it would cost for us to have to bring stuff in. I know. Yeah. It, I mean, because you go out there. That's what's really interesting about this is like, did you did you did you walk around at all and yeah. understand the okay? Then the ele- like the elevations where everything's set. It seems right, and you can see how we are taking. We're gonna take the dirt and uh, the whole site, and we're gonna basically flip the way the slope goes. Yeah. Because so, just to give everybody a, like a quick visual, we're we're taking historical drainage and reversing it 180 degrees and going back out to the street, which the city liked, the neighbor liked, everybody liked. But man, it's a lot of dirt. That's the 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 crappy. So what what it's going to end up doing is like it's going to be a wash. That's what I'm finding is like, oh man, there's just so many like give yeah. and takes with this whole thing and washes. Like our HVAC couple. So a couple of things came back. Alex found an awesome uh, heating and ventilation contractor. Which ended up saving us a substantial amount of money. Yep. And then I go, okay, great. Now I can pay for <laughs> <laughs> the over excavation, and it's gone. Yeah, yeah. One thing that was a surprise so far is so when we uh, when we excavated 
the excavator first just did trenches, right? And that's the most cost-effective way to do a foundation. You're not you're not doing the whole building footprint. Well, the soils engineer came out and they tested the soil to make sure that we weren't we didn't have a, a swell rate over three percent, and we didn't thank God because then we would have had to go even further down. It would have been all, a bunch of more money. But the crappy thing is, then they go, "Oh yeah, by the way, you got to take out all these interior. Basically, they look like islands of dirt." And that was another giant amount of money. And why did we have to do that? Because we're putting slab on grade. Oh, because, okay. Yeah. I buy it. Right. So, and slab on grade is most cost effective. Anyway, so then, so then because we saved money with the HVAC, then that's what paid for the over X and then the recompaction. Did it cost that much? It was, uh, yeah, it ate up almost all of it. Dang. And then the other thing, I didn't even, I didn't even tell you about this. The other thing is, so then because we had to over X everything, we did both buildings at once, which means we have a giant pile, giant, giant pile of dirt. I mean, they're, they're just it's so much freaking dirt. It's insane that, uh, that we ended up having to now Chencho says, uh, this is our subcontractor. He says, Oh, I'm going to have to bring a pump in. All right, how much is that? Yeah, probably five hundred dollars each time. So there's another two k. Pump for what? <laughs> so, so the the the, idea, the original idea Al was, we're gonna excavate one building at a time. We're gonna do one yes. building at a time. Now that we have so much dirt, and you saw how that they basically have this makeshift makeshift road in the middle. Yes. Between the two buildings. Okay. Now we can't bring the truck all the way back there, right? And they were gonna just—they were just gonna wheel. Yeah, yep, they were just gonna wheelbarrow, do a bunch of wheelbarrows. Imagine like five, oh. six guys working, right? So now we have to have a pump that extends off of the truck that pumps the yeah. concrete around. It's That's about five hundred to a thousand dollars each. Like these are just things. This yeah. is just the logistics of getting into it. I, I keep telling myself, you just got to get through framing, Lance. If you can get through framing, then and you can bear the. Uh, the terror of everything else. Yes. Yes. <laughs> then I can finally start doing, because, like, I haven't framed a house in so long. I just don't think this is the right time for, like, oh, Lance is going to, Lance and two other guys are going to frame it, right? They would, time-wise, it wouldn't work. There's too much going on. Like, we have to actually be a general contractor mm-hmm. for this stuff. But then there is a certain point where I'm like, okay, I'll get the, I'll put my carpenter hat back on. We're gonna do all the windows. We're gonna do all the doors. We're gonna do all. We're gonna do a lot of the, some of the siding, right? All trim work, name it, right? Mm-hmm. All, all those other things where I'm like, okay, we'll have more control. But right now, there's just the only thing I can control is like trying to work with subcontractors and get you know bids in that are better and more cost effective and stuff like that, and like the insulation workaround, you know, and yeah, all these things. So it's been interesting. But I, I tell you what, who I can't recommend enough. Nick from Nick Reads. <laughs> Nick, Nick from Nick from Rick, Rick, Nick Reads is very good, um, but would be who are the, what's? Let me see. Is Mark uh, from Montreal? Pyatt. So it's uh, it's Pyatt Broadmark, and that's who we went with for our financiers. If you go to if so if if you're if you're like us if you're an architect developer maybe it's your first project maybe it's your second or third project and you're just tired of dealing with a traditional bank. And you've afforded yourself the ability to maybe pay higher interest fees because you're wearing three hats like we are, yep. and stuff like that. 
I can't recommend going for these guys enough. Check them out. They're not a sponsor. I would love no. for them to be a sponsor at some point. But it's uh, PyatBroadmark.com. We got finance within seven days. The draws have been on the day. We, because we got this, because we swung that money from HVAC to yep. foundation, they swung it in one day, like less than a day. It's been incredible. If if you're seriously looking for money, uh, email me at akg at f9productions.com. akg at f9productions.com. Because then I can ask you some of the questions that I know. Like, okay, it needs to be within this ratio. Do you have this done? Is this here? Blah, 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 blah. To, because you don't want to waste anyone's time. And me going through this process can know, okay, if you have this as this, great candidate. Let's send the information off. Here's, you know, here's the guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, so if that's you, shoot me an email. The other cool thing that, that they've been doing is, and I, I, was a little, I was a little skeptical because I got this. So when, when we did our first draw, we did it through like kind of, I think it was like their software or something. And then they switched to this other system and it's called Built. And it's cool. It's so cool. It's so easy for me to upload the invoices I get from my contractors, and then and then move money around, and and do all of the other good stuff. And they're just they're just on top of it. Like I really appreciate how pri- how private sector they are. You know, yeah, like they're just it's just not a bureaucracy. Yeah, so much easier. As soon as I made this, I made a third draw. Today. Do you have built up right now? I do. Uh, as soon as I made, I'd have to log in, but you can see it. Anyway. The uh, as soon as I made a draw today, a third one, the one of the our, our project manager over there, she calls me within like thirty minutes or less, and she was like, "Hey, what was this last one about?" And I go, "Oh, here's what it's for. Yeah, I should have put it on the first one. I should have even put it on the second one." She goes, "Oh, don't worry, just upload these two things. They were drawings." And she goes, "We'll approve it. No problem. Perfect. Get you guys paid." Are you taking out um, any contractor fees? No. Here's one reason reason why to do it and a reason why not to do it one (laughs) one you could because proportionally you could proportionally take out an eighth or a tenth of it right and the reason to do that is that we're already getting charged interest on half the loan anyways so like it's not like you're taking it out and you're adding more interest to us it's already happening okay so that's a reason to do it because then you'll have money for these other things like let's say you don't want to call and waste another 150 dollars on an inspector and you just need to get someone started now, the reason not to do it is that it'll be easier to spend that money <laughs> when we want to save it. So I'll leave that up to you because you're running the show. But just know it's not going to cost us any more in interest to do it. Yeah. So will you elaborate for everybody else yeah. how this – so this is also another – this is not a – it's just a difference in lenders, private yeah. to, to a, like somebody like a bank. So a normal bank will say, uh, we're going to loan you money for this amount percent, 3 5%, whatever. And we're only going to charge interest – on the money that you actually take out, right? So you keep adding to a pile, keep adding more interest, keep paying more. <clears throat> now, private, they'll do it a couple different ways. You might be able to get one that does it that way. What we got is they said, okay, on this whole amount, I'm just going to call it $1 million. We're going to charge interest on half of it right away, and then until you reach that point, and then we'll add on on top of that, right? You know, the amount that you take out. Some, some have a lower rate, but they're like, oh, we're just going to charge you 8% total. Like from the get-go, $1 million dollars, Always eight percent done. You know, it's based on yearly. If you go over a year, then you know it keeps going. So those are the the three different ways to do it. Yeah, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You know who else we haven't heard from for a long time? Weeks. Nicholas. Nicholas from Nick Reads. Here's Nick from Nick Reads, who is also pouring uh, concrete. I just um, saw he was pouring slabs the other brothers day. Brothers from another mother. I know it. 
Hello, best friends. Happy New Year. I hope you all had a great week this week and a wonderful holiday season. A reading. Undressing architecture is the concept of designing by reduction rather than by addition. I have an abiding interest in simplicity, as well as reducing ideas and solutions down to a clear and rational expression. I've used the term essentialism, an explorative idea of eliminating the unessential or undressing, leaving only the elements that ultimately define the space. I disagree with the concept of dressing up a design order to embellish or decorate architecture. By eliminating the unessential, we create an architecture that is defined by the simplest of means. In this manner, people who occupy the space, the furniture, the art, and the movement of light become the ornaments. This is naked architecture. Guy Peterson, Naked, the architecture of Guy Peterson. A question. Who got you your favorite Christmas present? Oh. And congratulations on the build start, boys. Toodles! I'll answer the question first. Yeah. Who got me the best Christmas present? Myself. Bought myself a book. Nice. So, how about you? Uh, You know what? The only Christmas present I wanted was to be digging, and we were digging, and that was it. So I guess you and I got each other the best gift, plus like a bunch of bunch of bunch of wealthy capitalists. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I like that. Yeah, um, I like that quote. I like. I wonder if he took Guy Peterson took that you know red essentialism, and then because there's a book called that, and then applied it to architecture. Maybe this predated. It. I don't know, um, but it, a, a thought hit me. So butterfly roofs. Right, we're doing one. I'm saw, doing one. You're doing one. Uh, I saw a cool one on on Arc Daily, and I already have this, you know, floor plan of a house idea. And I was like, oh, a butterfly roof would be cool. And I almost want to strip it and be like, okay, I already know the floor plan. I want to design just a butterfly roof, and then I want to do a drop soffit, right? But not a traditional one, like a wood one, and then use the concept that Tesla is using for their uh, fans on their front. You know how you have you know, four fans on the front of your suburban, right? And you can mm-hmm. point them. Well, they do a line, right? So it's spread out. So it's even. It's like, man, that'd be a cool way to do a drop soffit. If you had a duck coming up, hit something so it goes off to the sides and it perforates into bigger and bigger circles. And that comes, that breeze comes over you instead of, you know, just this out of two places, you know, this heavy flow, you, you spread it out. And it just reminded me of the saying essentialism, boiling it down, boiling a design down to, oh, I'm going to start opposite on the roof, move down from there. I like it. You know what's going to happen uh, after we sell the development and you have money and you're going to spend it? What? Then you're going to want to, then you're going to design and build your own house. Probably. Just, just saying. Probably. Just saying. Yeah. Happy New Year to you too, Nicholas. We're excited for you too, sir. Yeah. Um. Well, there's no ARE Jeopardy today because uh, we're doing this late because someone forgot the mic 
Oh, and man. First, first name starts with pal. Starts rhymes with pal. Last pal. Name, boar. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to name names here. We're not those kind of people, okay? But someone forgot the mic and had to drive back home and get it. Yeah, so that's that. So all I have is a couple of things. Okay. Visit for your own sake, Enscape3D.com and BIMSmith.com. Buy the creativity code if you like architecture for yourself. Get yourself your best gift, even though it's after. You're disappointed. You didn't get what you want. Go get that. If you want to learn Revit, go to RevitFurniture. No, no, sorry. RevitRocketShip.com. That's all I got, Lance. What do you got? It is so good to be back. Uh, I'm just happy to be back on the podcast talking with Al again. Um, but uh, if you'd like to support the podcast directly, just directly to us, Go to in go to facebook.com forward slash inside the firm forward slash shop. And we have a brand new shop with really cool merch. Take a look at it. I know Nick from Nick Reed's got a bunch for Christmas from his besties and he's he's wearing that swag. Um so that's that. Yeah, why didn't he say we got him the best gifts? Exactly. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe next week. Yeah, he'll give us a little bit of credit. Okay. We'll talk to you next week.